Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Uh, this is Adam here with the usual suspects in Chadens and Armen. No Tito today uh, and no Theo. Of course, Theo is a very busy man, <laughs> but we have a lot to get to today. Uh, but we will first start with some news. Starting off at home in Armenia, uh, the Football Federation of Armenia announced the Premier League teams for next season, and we're getting a couple new teams, uh, which include West Armenia and Sevan. Uh, there was also some interesting news to come out that uh, Bekma, which is the military club, will likely join the first division. Um, Bekma currently plays in the second division, and they were not allowed to be promoted, and that's because uh, they are the military club and their players are loaned from Armenian Premier League clubs. So naturally, there would be that sort of conflict of interest, uh, fears of match fixing and, and whatnot. But one thing that uh, the manager, Kaparos, made clear uh, in his last interview that he gave is that he really feels that the players that play for Bekma, who are all between the ages of 18 to 20 and are seen as the more the more talented Armenian players, uh, they should all be playing first division football for those two years. And this can really, really give Armenian development a boost. And I think it's a great idea. Another interesting point, the president of Ganza Sarkapan stated that they want to return to the top division immediately. They are originally scheduled to be back in the second division, but now they're appealing to the FFA to come back to the first division uh, because, of course, you know, with the war with Azerbaijan and, and things of that nature is what stopped uh, Ganza Sad from operating. So we're very likely to have uh, 13 teams in the league next season followed by Noravank and Lernain Artsakh, who currently play in the second division and will likely join in 2023, making the total number of teams in the Armenian Premier League 15, which is a fantastic improvement, and we hope it stays that way. Uh, yep. Yep. Love that. That's it for the Armenian Premier League. Let's move a little bit closer south uh, of Armenia. Well, south? Is it southwest? I'm not not that good with the geography of <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Armin, what do you got for us? Well, starting off our breaking news section, our first story, as you said, is in our beloved Cyprus. Uh, Challenge, if you want uh, to give a, a quick Greek greeting to our Cypriot friends, or a Greek thing. Hello, everyone. Okay, bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad fun. Uh, bad fun. Oof. Okay, so as we all know, Hovannes Ampatsumian has been playing in Cypriot Giants Anorthosis for like a year and a half. And now he has led his team to another Cypriot Cup final. Sadly, though, he has been subbed off with an injury on his last league game during this last weekend at 35 minutes. We still don't know how bad the injury is. But either way, Cup final is this Saturday. So let's stay uh, tuned for that. And whether Hovo plays or not, we will be rooting for Anothosis. Any Anything you guys want to add about this topic before we move on to our next story? It will be some nice uh, trophy listing for him. Yeah, we'll I think it to it's very list. important. It, it, does it come with a European spot if they win? Uh, I believe does. so. Okay. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. You know, trophies are always part good. of it. Yep. I mean, it's it's European silverware for national team players. It's it's always welcome and and yeah, that's that's it for Cyprus. That's it for Hovo. Uh, stay tuned on Saturday. Remember, Cypriot Cup final. 
go on orthosis. Uh, now on to Russia, on to uh, Adam's favorite wonder, wonder kid, Arsen Zakharyan, 17-year-old midfielder, uh, playmaker. He has made the 30-man squad, squad to represent Russia, Russian senior national team at age 17 for the Euros. This is huge, guys. I mean, if he plays, technically, if he plays more than three matches, including friendlies and stuff, he will not be eligible to play for Army anymore. But, <laughs> I mean, we have been discussing this all throughout the week in the last couple of months. Yeah. I believe, personally, yeah, that Arsene wouldn't have joined our national team because Russia are going all in for him. We talked about how Arshavin himself uh, <laughs> praised him and said he would be even better than him. Uh, what do you think about Arsene? For me, I think, um, obviously, I'm not going to pretend like it's not a big loss, but I think mm. it's only a loss if it was the, an option in the first place. And I don't yeah, think, exactly. I don't think Armenia was ever on the table for him. I we know the the football federation is very likely approached him and you know he quickly made his way into the under 21 side and now he's call, getting a national team call up uh for the senior squad and um despite the fact that a lot of analysts that I've read so far uh since this news has come out they don't think he's going to make it past the final cut which will see the 30 man squad go down to 24 mm-hmm. but I I I still see him making the team. I see him playing. Um, I don't. I never thought he would, you know, be part of Armenia. It was more wishful thinking. But <laughs> I'd rather us focus on, uh, you know, the other f- future talent oh, yeah. stars we have. The one yeah. that we did snatch from the Russians, right? <laughs> the one, the one that we're gonna be talking about today. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I gotta agree. Uh, Zaharian was never on the table and uh, we'll see, I mean (laughs) they will definitely play him soon now on to another interesting European-Armenian story, coach Michel Del Zaharian uh, sorry, not Zaharian Michel Del Zakarian. Jesus, the Zakarians are all over today Uh, he is Montpellier coach but not anymore he was offered a contract renewal by the Ligue 1 side. My pronunciation is spot on today. Uh, but he refused. Apparently, Michel wants to play European competitions, whether it's UEFA Champions League or Europa Cha- uh, League. It's the same to him. Even if he doesn't play with a French club. So, since he is a French speaker, uh, I believe that he can, if not in Ligue 1, which is a high probability that he will not stay in France, he could go to Belgium or Switzerland. Uh, maybe a Basel, maybe uh, Zurich, maybe in, in, in Belgium there are plenty of class teams. What do you guys think about uh, Coach Michel's future? Well- Having Montpellier in his CV is already uh, big with uh, with the final uh, standings. If let's say they go a little bit above eighth, uh, I'm not sure how the league table uh, looks currently. But 
if they go above eight, um, it's still massive to have on his CV. So he can go anywhere at this point. And it's still yeah. big. Whatever European club he goes, uh, underdog club, uh, mm-hmm. big club in a in a con- in a uh, Western European country, it's still uh, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of uh, determination. I think he can do it. Adam, I know, I know, I've had this opinion, and other people I know have had this opinion that he should have he should have been Armenia's manager at some point. But I think, obviously, we don't have at the club level, uh, outside of Kazakhstan, really like notable managers. And he's definitely one of them, if not the only mm-hmm. one at this moment. So I think he should keep doing what he's doing. I definitely think he's more than good enough to um, uh, to coach in Europe because he took Montpellier from a 15th place side to you know a top eight side. So that's a good jump. And I think he's more than capable and he has the qualities to do so. And yep. hopefully one day he'll coach Armenia. In the future yeah he's young for a coach he's not he's like not even 50 years old and he's already coached Nantes. he's already coached montpellier now four years uh overall i think it's almost eight years in league and he's not even 50 55 years old that's that's a great resume and he's trying to make a name for himself and he will sooner or later coach the national team but we have to jump on speaking to Armenian national team, to some Armenian national team players that have been doing quite well in Europe. Uh, Charens, tell us yep. about that. We've got little uh, short highlights of some of our uh, Armenian player performances in Europe. Uh, Mkhitaryan, uh, he scored a goal and two assists for Roma in the league action. And he's the second player in Syria to reach double digits in both goals and assists this season after Lukaku. Pretty big uh, for a Serie A league. Uh, it's a massive league, massive efforts. Um, that's 10 goals and 10 assists, by the way, so very decent. And uh, Vahan in Slovenia, he he got two Slovakia. assists in his... What? Slovakia. <laughs> Oh, Slovakia, damn I'm it. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a geography nerd. <laughs> uh, you know, apologies. Uh, Vahan, with, he got two assists uh, in his like, uh, last match uh, for Zilin as well. So that's good. Another good point. And we can move on to some of our transfer thoughts, what we think, because we've got a lot of players uh, ready to yeah. move. Yeah, I, this is I mean, gonna be juicy. Speaking of Mkhitaryan and Vahan, they're two players that we are expecting to move this summer, and there's a lot of players that we gotta get through. Uh, first of all, Mkhitaryan, we know that uh, his beloved Jose Mourinho is going to be the next manager of AS Roma, and Ew. that is his cue to exit. <laughs> he's gonna, he's very likely to get out of there. As of right now, we know uh, that. Juventus are after his signature, and we've also heard offers from Zenit St. Petersburg, who are uh, apparently throwing obscene money at him. But <laughs> I know that he's previously said in interviews that he he has no desire to go play in Russia, and to be uh, honest, I, I second that. Let's let's be real. When was Zenit not into Heno? Yeah, they've always been. I, all, all the Russian clubs have been. Um, yeah, because he's, he's he's 32 good. now. If he was 23, it would be a different story. Um. Next up, Sargis Adamian. He's been getting uh, a little bit more minutes lately uh, for Hoffenheim, but 
definitely still not enough. And he said in a recent interview that he did with Edgar Manuchani on that, he said either I go or the manager goes. So wow. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, beautiful. He's definitely, in my opinion, definitely leaving. Me being an avid Bundesliga watcher, I could tell you that there are several clubs that could use a very talented striker like him. And believe me, clubs very much know his worth. Uh, and mm. But clearly Hoffenheim's manager, Sebastian Honus, doesn't. Next up mm. is Tigran Barcerian, who said in an interview that there's a 99% likelihood that he's going to be leaving this summer. Uh, and mm. his teammate, Varazat Haroyan, who will play in Astana together, uh, has also been scouted. Uh, Armen, you had mentioned some clubs uh, in our group chat that had an interest in Haroyan. Who were who they? Can you name a couple? Well, uh, rumors circulate mostly around La Liga clubs and other uh, UEFA top five leagues teams. We don't know which ones are interested in him currently in, in present tense, but we do know for a fact once that for different reasons, Vato didn't end up going to those places that in Germany, Köln, where there's actually a pretty huge Armenian community, and uh, in Italy, Elas Verona, yeah, Elas Verona, and if I'm not mistaken, Fiorentina at some point early in his career, though, uh, were really interested in him. So that's the reason why I believe that if it's not La Liga, it's going to be either Italy or Germany for Vato. And seeing Tico Parsegian is also apparently uh, close to going to Bundesliga, I believe Vato could too. I believe he's definitely more than good enough, and he still has a three, four years of of his prime left. So Vato. hopefully, yeah, yeah, Vato. No, no, he has more, bro. I know uh, he's a I center. Believe... You know what? Center backs decline a lot faster than other players. But anyway, I don't think so. Especially considering it how depends. he plays. Yeah, I I think he's got like five years of his peak. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think because of how he plays, he doesn't. It's a lot of wear and tear on his mm. body. That's but anyway, Could let's be. um another player, Edward Spertian, uh, has confirmed, although through some shaky sources on a Russian social media website called VK, <laughs> that he will oh, not no, he's he will, leaving. <laughs> he's leaving uh, Krasnodar and we have no clue where he's gonna end up. But luckily my like oracle prediction from a few months ago came true where <laughs> I said that if he comes off the bench and scores against Iceland or Romania, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of eyes on him, and that's exactly what he Unbelievable. did. Unbelievable. Easily. And I, and I think he's going to go far. Um, so he's a, he's a little bit of a sleeper right now because we don't have any clue of where he can end up, but I can tell you right now, very likely, it's going to be in a top-five league. Um, next, speaking of top-five leagues, Girard Charoyan. Um we're going to get into him a little bit deeper, but in terms of transfers, he's heavily linked with Sevilla right now. So a lot of top See? five leagues suddenly, you know, we're suddenly being linked to all these top five leagues. Um, and to round it off, we have a few uh, other potential transfer candidates, uh, Briasco Balakian, Vahan Bichakshan, Miranian, and Kamo who also said recently in an interview that he is looking uh, elsewhere. So... Look out for those names. Uh, all these people are probably going to be on the move this summer, and it's going to be a lot to keep track of. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, uh, which is going to be the Armenian Cup final. 
we have Alashkert and Ararat Yerevan will be clashing this Saturday, May 15th, at yep. 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Same day as uh, Anorthosia and the Olympiakos in this year. Yep. Yeah, so that is going to be a really big game, not only because these are uh, two of the teams that are currently competing for the top spot in the Armenian Premier League, but it's also the first silverware of the season. So if you can, it's going to be live streamed on YouTube. Highly encourage you guys to watch that match. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Armenia has a couple of upcoming friendlies uh, on June 1st against Croatia and June 5th against Sweden, uh, which is not that far from now. Uh, yeah, thank God. Like you know, less than a month. Less than it's yeah, less than a month, and um, you know, thankfully, time flew by a little quickly. Uh, and we will be doing a squad review, a preview, and wrap up for those matches uh, in the upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. Okay, well, that wraps it up for the news, and we are going into our main topic today, which is future stars of Armenian football, part two. Yeah, uh, we loved doing part one. We really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed like picking and choosing those players that we really feel are going to make it far in their careers. And um, th- and we feel very confident with the second set. Uh, so let's start it off. Um, all right. Candidate number one is Girard Shahoyan, the 20-year-old left winger from Ararat, Armenia, who is currently on loan at Bekma. He was an Armenia under-21 starter at the age of 19. He currently has 27 goals and 11 assists in all competition with, with Bekma. Uh, he has an extremely good first touch. His awareness on the pitch is Henrik level good. He's already gaining international notoriety at this point. Uh, and he even had an insane Pushkas Award level goal from the halfway line yesterday. Um He's played for Armenia under 15 all the way to Armenia under 21, and he's had 22 goals in 56 matches for the youth national team. He made his senior national team debut versus Iceland, and he came off the bench at halftime against Romania, and he played really well, especially when he was shifted over to the left wing. And as we mentioned in the first section, he's currently being linked with Sevilla in La Liga, which is a huge, huge team. Uh, let's start with you, Chadens. What are your thoughts on Shahoyan? Well, uh, if he's if, since he's linked with Sevilla a lot, I think Ararat Armenia should ask for really good money. Um, but well, they have to sort out with the loan and this kind of things, uh, the contracts, etc. But again, uh, his value should be going up. The stats are insane if we compare to many other players. Um, it's what other teams in big leagues would really love to see uh, with his performances. I think I agree completely because it's like this guy's a freaking YouTube highlight reel every single time he gets <laughs> onto the pitch. Uh, Armen, uh, you know, how would you feel about Shaoyan going to Sevilla? I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. I mean, Sevilla is a great club. Too great, maybe. And Shaoyan is amazing, insane level of amazing, and has insane potential, and has, for an Armenian player, an insane personality and mentality. We know all those things. But one thing we still don't know about and are pretty in the dark about is about his environment. Who manages this kid? 
this kid needs to be pampered. This kid needs to be managed carefully. And I don't know if a move to Sevilla would be advisable right now. Maybe mm. a lower table side, even if he is bought actually by Sevilla and loaned out. Because let's be real, guys. If Shaoyan goes to Sevilla, being an Armenian player from the Armenian second division at 19 years old, he's a kid. He's straight out of Yerevan, like straight out of content instead of that, straight out of Yerevan, goes all the way to Sevilla, to one of the Spanish powerhouses. He's not going to play. Let's be real. He has to go. Maybe a Levante, maybe a Leganes. Considering uh, much like Sevilla, those teams are uh, Caparros teams, Levante and Leganes are great options, even Mallorca. Uh, you got plenty of options. Uh, I don't know if Sevilla would be the best move for him, but he is going to do great. He is an insane talent. We have seen this week with the what a goal he scored. Can we talk about that goal for a minute? Uh, yeah, we can. He, I mean, he received the ball like a little past the halfway line and he just looked up, saw the goalkeeper was off his line and it was an absolute rocket (laughs) of a shot. There was no, like, it wasn't like a loop or anything. It was a missile and (laughs) it went into the top corner and goalkeeper couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, to your point of saying, oh, he's a little bit too young, a little bit too inexperienced. I, I'm I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think he can break through in Sevilla. Not and I think it there has to be like a break in that in that mentality that just because the person's Armenian just because they come from the Armenian no, league no not just that doesn't mean well okay let me let me finish I I <laughs> just think that it comes down to the individual player and it comes down to their management Edgar Manucharian said recent very recently in, in an interview that it's he said it's all about you the people that you exactly. have working around you and you know what. If he's smart, he's going to have the right people representing him. And I think at this point, I was looking up his management. He has man- His management is uh, – their name is Football Club and Partners Corporation, and there are only mm-hmm. two people. It's it's him and another Beckma player. Um, <laughs> so my, you wanna know my point is I think, I think the Federation has taken a lot more interest in him. I think it, this mm. move is brokered by – Kaparos, this move is brokered by the FFA. I don't think I'm not opposed to loaning him out to another La Liga club. I think that is fantastic because no matter what, this kid's playing in La Liga. You know, that's what we want to see. Um, yeah, I'm, but that's the point. He has to play. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think the best option would be like he transfers to Sevilla and just automatically gets loaned out to uh, Arad Armenia. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, not, I not, think it's no, the best no, option. Not, not, not Ararat Armenia, no. Maybe a Why? lower La Liga club, maybe a Portuguese club. Yeah, uh, no. Loaned out? Yes. It has to be another Western European Armenia. club. First division, Western European club, not back to Armenia. That's a that's a step exactly. backwards. Um, I mean, the, but he has the, to play, though. You cannot, will. You cannot assure that no. he will play. You know, other places. For a lower division La Liga club, I think, he, I think he's more than good enough to play, and I think people know that. Exactly. Play, but that's, then uh, Sevilla have to be looking for another team to make sure that he, he it fits uh, it fits the system and it fits back to Sevilla afterwards in the long run. I don't know that's yeah, just too complicated that, that I guess what, at this point. That's what managers are for and and you guys want to know good management, you guys want to know good agents. 
we don't have to look much further. Let's go back to Future Stars episode one in Vaham Chakchan. This, I mean, the kid and his dad, <laughs> uh, Coach Vartam Chakchan, both se- several times repeatedly expressed uh, the importance of having a good agent for Vahan and refusing teams like Fiorentina. Can you imagine that he refused Fiorentina that offered him a contract to go to Zilina that has a better uh, youth system that can form players in every aspect. That's the path uh, Giro should take. And I think Caparros, as you said, Adam, I think Caparros is taking cards in, on the matter and is one of the advisors in the, in the issue. I, I honestly think he is going to make the right move. Maybe not too big, but hey, agents are more important than we think. Uh, speaking of players, young national team players that made their debut, we have to talk about Eduard Spertian. Charens, what do you know about this guy? Huh? I think many people know about this guy because okay. he's shown in the last game that we watched for Armenia. Our Let me ask you a question. Shooter, go on. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Is Eduard Spertian all that we've talked about? Possibly. We have we have an episode <laughs> just specifically for him. <laughs> so yeah, he's the he's our goal scoring midfielder. Um, also a good dribbler, an amazing dribbler actually, which links to the his goal for Romania, the 40 meter dribble he did from the halfway line, and he just looked up and shot from the edge of the box and scored, plus won the penalty that became the winner. Uh, he currently plays for Krasnodar. Uh, second team he made his Champions League debut in the group stage versus Chelsea a couple of months ago in the group stages Um, and his contract is running out in June it's confirmed that he's going to leave Krasnodar but it's like a gold in a big city it's just many many people are passing by it and we just don't know who will pick it up Uh, so at this point he can go anywhere and what do you guys think? Where can he go? Like, where, where, where does he fit, in your opinion? Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> Every, that, literally. not that general. Well, okay. Here's what I think. He's a box-to-box central midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder by any stretch. He's a lot more creative. He can play at cam. Um, I think his for his play style, he will definitely flourish in Spain in italy um not so much i don't think in france but i think in those two countries now the question becomes of who has their eyes on this kid uh because we've heard literally nothing but it's impossible that he's not on some club's radar right like i can't be i can't be going crazy right armin like he has to be on someone's radar at this point uh you can't be going crazy okay that's a, an interesting question because uh, you mentioned after his performance against romania that it was not just us going crazy and hyping him up he did answering my own question end up being all that 
and all that goes in uh, uh, underlined. He is all that. And no, we are not definitely not going crazy with him. Um, and bear in mind, many, many times uh, moves like that are hyped too much, that are rumors that are heavily linked. This, like Balikian with Milan a couple, one year ago or something like that, didn't end up happening, right? And everyone was talking about uh, how Balikian would go and play with Slatan and stuff, didn't end up happening. Sometimes the biggest moves happen without anyone know, finding out about those until they do happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's just very, like, uh, the sources are very... Uh, Why? You, you can't find them. You just can't yeah, find the sources. Yeah, they're very secretive and hermetic about those issues. I'll give two teams and, as wild cards. Like, and, and rightfully. Like the the so, biggest yeah. wild cards. Okay, which ones? Lyon and Valencia. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, biggest wild cards. I think it's the biggest wild card. Let's. Uh, you know what? I hope because I don't. I don't think he's playing in Russia. I think he's. I think he's gonna get out of Russia. He's at his age. He's 20 years old. He's made like 38 appearances in all competitions so far this season. He has 15 goals and four assists, including five appearances for the senior team uh, in the Russian Premier League and two Champions League appearances, uh, totaling to around 39 minutes. Ironic. He, one thing though, ironic. Sure. Um, you know, all those uh, senior first team appearances you're talking about, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. But all of them were coincidentally and suspiciously before he made his national team debut for Armenia. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Once, once the intent was put out there that he's going <laughs> to be playing for Armenia, that's when he got frozen out of. Uh, of yeah. the Krasnodar setup. But you know what? He's still playing with the two team. He's still in every starting lineup. He's valued at almost a million on transfer market. He's definitely going to be picked up. Um, well, there's a chance. Is, we don't know. Another team as well. Oh. <laughs> I just I just keep coming up with teams. Rangers. Rangers? I'll oh, tell you why. I'll you know tell what? you why. I was thinking like, the weather, but you know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, Russia has a bad weather, but yeah. like... Um, I thought of it as a, as a link. So Rangers would be range like uh, staff members <laughs> of Rangers would be watching Haji the game against yeah. Romania uh, okay. when we go there, and then yeah. he will be playing hopefully, and he gets spotted by uh, Rangers who Haji plays for. Um, Valencia Chad. is more of a creative kind of team. <laughs> Uh, he has European experience. Okay. Valencia would need that. And then yeah. Lyon develops players. So especially center midfielders like Awar. Um, mm-hmm. Who, who they're going to get rid of. Who, who's supposedly yeah. trans- So Beca- Because he's getting a name for himself. Yeah. It's, it's, they can sell for <laughs> really high prices. So is- I don't know. I, I I think I know exactly the reason why you want him to move to Rangers. No, uh, look, he's Gerard a good now. coach, yeah? Gerard is a good coach. <laughs> He'll learn a lot from there. You're but, uh, so obvious. <laughs> no, but Haji, Haji, I thought of Haji, though. Haji's an energetic, energetic player. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, right. Steven Gerard mentorship would be really nice. 
Well, that's you, you, because he's he scored against take, Romania. Yeah, uh, that too. Yeah, and they're very likely watching. You can't, Shannon, you can't take that Liverpool jersey off for one minute, huh? I'm wearing it actually right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all right. All of that. Let's pull it back. Let's pull it back. Let's bring it back <laughs> to defense. Uh, Armin, not a lot of defenders that are exciting and up and coming, but suddenly we have a few names being thrown out there. Yes, yes, we have a real tough guy in Abo Vavetisian. I love how this kid plays. 19-year-old uh, defensive uh, player overall. He started off as a defensive midfielder, but he has been lately playing as a centre-back, both for his club, Kishvarda, in uh, Hungary, and, surprise, surprise, for the Armenian under-21 national team. We're going to be talking about him a little Abov was actually born in Donetsk, Ukraine. He's a friend with Artur Miranyan from Shakhtar school system in Donetsk, where they met and became close friends. They're still in touch, and we're going to be talking about that influence on Abov's career in a little bit. But Abov moved to Hungary as a kid. That's when he started to play top-flight football for Kishvarda. He's actually, last year, and uh, when he was 18, he became a member of senior squad. He currently does, he trains with the senior squad and covers for their, their center backs when there are injuries, mostly benched and uh, substitutes and stuff. So he doesn't get to play a lot in the Hungarian first league. But he is the current captain of the Kishvarda second squad. And yeah, as I said, this kid is a quality center back, almost two meters tall, almost at age 19. That's something that we have really been lacking, other than Vato Haroyan, uh, Chalashir, Artur Kartashian that is slowly getting back to action in the Armenian Premier League. We need Kartashian to be back in full speed. But meanwhile, Abu Avetisian, our boy here, has made his national team debut for the under-21 during the last window. And I think he adapted quite well to the, to the system. Uh, anything you guys want to add about him? Because I'm very excited about this guy. Uh, look, we know you because you wouldn't shut up about <laughs> about him. So we know you're. Really I'm all about defense, baby. <laughs> defense wins championships. And I agree, defense does win championships. Yeah. And I think we are definitely very short on options. And Haroyan and and Chalisir are not getting any younger. And Ooh. during you know, I think these upcoming friendlies in June would be a very good time to get Avetisian in and playing a few minutes. I'm not saying start him. I'm saying give him ten minutes. You know, mm. give him five minutes start to get him integrated into the team because you know what yeah. it, sometimes we have to think a little bit backwards when it comes to armenia you, traditionally for national teams you would look at the best players and then you pick them for the national team but in our in our circumstance you know the national team can be a really good springboard for your club career uh take uh Spetsian, for example stuck in the second team came on the national team scored a brilliant goal. Now, you know, possibilities are looking a little limitless. Yeah. Um, same with Shaoyan, another great example. So hopefully Avetisian can follow suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, yep. true. Challenge? And the elements of, uh, I, I really like the elements that he has. 
being tall, physically strong, it fits the bill of the best center backs in the world. They are they have these kind of characteristics. It's really good yeah. to see. It's really good to see a defender, a young defender coming up. And like you guys mm-hmm. said, we need some not replacements but covers. So uh, because we're gonna go, we're gonna go hopefully very far um, with a national team. We need squad depth. You don't. Mm-hmm. It, it means a lot to have squad depth. It's one of the hardest things to do at any any football team. Yeah. Yeah. And- I don't want this to get into Abov's head, but he does kind of remind me a little to to Vato Aroyan. Uh, maybe he's like he comes from an entirely different system because Vato grew up in Armenia. He didn't even move from Armenia until he was 25 or something. Because, uh, as I said earlier today, he even refused Serie and Bundesliga clubs because he was very comfortable in Armenia. Very mm. weird uh, and stupid decision if in retrospect. But hey, who am I to question Vato? <laughs> it's Vato. <laughs> and and Abov is from an entirely different system. He grew up in Shakhtar uh, and now he's, he's about to, he made his debut actually uh, in Hungary and about to become a full-time pro in Hungary so but all all things considered he reminds me of him but he's not the only center back we're going to be talking about huh Adam yeah we we have a potential future center back partnership here with Eric Simonian uh, the 17 year old central defender who plays for Urardu in the Armenian Premier League he is an Urardu academy product that recently broke into the first team and into the starting lineup capitalizing on some injuries at the club he is six foot tall, just like Abo Avatisian, 1.9 meters, however you Europeans call it. Uh, and he already has some pace on him. Um, unlike Avatisian, he's he's kind of a little bit more on the scrawnier side. He's not really uh. built. He's very skinny. But he does have some pace, which um, can more than make up for it. And that's something that a lot of central defenders lack in the modern game. Eh. They can yeah, play together yeah. and think about that. Exactly. And he has represented Armenia in the under 16, 17, and 19 he was called up for our World Cup qualifiers uh, a couple months ago, but due yeah. to injury, he withdrew from the squad, which sucks because, you know, as you're 17, you get really excited. Imagine. He would have been the youngest player in the squad by far. 17. Imagine. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, Shagoyan was the youngest player in the squad at 20, and yeah. Eric Simonian's three years younger than Shagoyan. So. The poor thing. Yeah, and... Um, uh, fortunately, though, he will likely be part of the squad for the June friendlies uh, and make his senior national team debut. I think um, the injuries were a minor setback, but Capado says, I feel definitely made his mind up and feels that this is someone he wants to try out. Um, and a fun fact, he's currently being coached by Robert Azumanian, who was one of Armenia's best central defenders back in the day during that uh, during that Euros run. So. You know, it could be yeah. passing down some knowledge. I like that. Yeah, it's the that mentorship and guidance for him from a former well-known quality center back. Yes, who had a good club career as well, decent club career. So we'll take it. <laughs> it could be uh, yeah, any day. Yeah. So uh, unlike the last set that we had, 
we actually have a couple defenders this time. Uh, that's because Simonian has come up on you know everyone's radar uh, because he very recently broke into the first team at Urardu. And Abo Vavetisian, of course, has been someone that there have been discussions about, but there was never anything really concrete until he very recently, again, made his debut for the Armenian under-21 national team. So hopefully there are some uh, good defensive products uh, with these two and a future center-back partnership. Uh, but let's move a little bit more up top now. Armin? Yeah, we have been talking about the importance of agents and we're going to talk now about a player that is like he's already living his pro life. He's got the agents, he's got the 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 sponsorships, he's got the the the, the fans. Gor Manvelian, 19-year-old striker from Nantes in French League 1. He signed his first pro contract with the team in uh, in July and no that that's not right he signed it last month in in april after having trained with the nantes for like a season with their first team he didn't yet make it through the starting lineup he didn't make his debut but hey he soon might because last season with the under 20 uh, the under 19 uh, league 1 he was not just top goal scorer he was also league MVP. He's officially sponsored and outfitted by Nike. And uh, that's basically all you need to know about him. Nant already rates him really high. Like, seriously high. Nant, they threw like a whole shebang, a whole thing when he signed his first pro contract last month. And they're making the they're, they're making, uh, uh, Gore their youth trademark. Uh, Gore actually was born in Artsakh in Stepanagert, so that's pretty sensitive and pretty important and pretty significant in my opinion that he's making it through as a pro just now, after all that we've been through. And as for the future, what do you guys see for the future of Gore? I see a very bright future. Oh, we got the Oracle, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Oracle. Um, I think that, you know what? He's a young Armenian football player who has made his way through the youth system in France. What could possibly go wrong, right? Uh, <laughs> we haven't seen that story that, don't before. Don't say that. Um, don't say that. Alternatively, though, I do think this is very good because uh, unlike... Um, uh, thou who shall not be named. He has a very clear path to the first team. Uh, I think he de he's definitely going to be playing nothing but first team football very likely next season. Uh, I am very excited, and I am I really hope he gets called up for the June friendlies because I want to see him in action. Yeah, and the thing is, he, he, with strikers and uh, with not a, a top. Uh, let's say seven uh, team from the top five leagues it, it you get when you get the opportunity and you do well you're definitely going to get another one because with mm. these young ones it's it's usually this kind of pattern uh that they follow and once he starts scoring 
we'll just start naming him Gol Manvelian. <laughs> Jesus, he took my place. Yeah, Charity yeah, he... took my place as the as the silly <laughs> pun maker. Bravo. But yeah, he does have a knack for goal. He does. And we're very much looking for someone like that because as was previously pointed out uh, in, in our last few episodes, during the three World Cup qualifying matches, not a single goal was scored by a striker. So clearly somewhere we're lacking. Uh, we have yeah. our current options of Karapetian. We have Briasco Balakian, who definitely isn't going anywhere. Sargi Sadamian, definitely not going anywhere. Artur Miranian, who is a very good striker. But I think his spot and Karapetian's spot are definitely up for grabs. And if Monvelian breaks into or gets, you know, consistent first team play mm-hmm. in Liga, one million percent he's going to be called up every Easily. single time. So Easily. Easily. Very good news. Uh Speaking of pun, uh, <laughs> oh, that was a bad, that was a bad Spanish, what? that was a Spanish bread joke. Because we're moving to Spain, Chadens. <laughs> Who, who's lurking what? in Spain right now? <laughs> well, uh, it's a player who we've mentioned before. Uh, it's his name is Varujano Vanesian, who's a 22-year-old goalkeeper from uh, Rayo Vallecano in Spain. He's raised in San Diego, California. Played for local club team in Southern California, was scouted by La Liga side Leganes, where he went on trial and signed in 2019. Uh, he played the season with U19s, unfortunately got interrupted by COVID-19. Uh, he recently signed with uh, Rayo Vallecano in Spain, where Arazos Billis actually spent a loan spell a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. His national team prospects is that he has had talks with the uh, FFA. He's on their radar. Will likely be invited to U21 soon. Uh, and there's a small fun fact we want, we would like to add is that the Northern Macedonia goalkeeper Dimitrievski plays for Rayo, but recently his spot got taken by Luka Zidane. Yes, the son of uh, Zinedine Zidane. Uh, guys. What are we saying about this goalkeeper? We don't have uh, too many young goalkeepers. We don't. And you know what? They seem to be springing out of nowhere because not only do we have Varujan, but we have someone in, in France also um, who we'll, we'll talk about later. But <laughs> yep, surprise. One, one thing we're really hoping is that Varujan breaks into the first team. Currently, Rayo's a uh, plays in La Liga 2, right? fight for a promotion, if they can eventually get back to La Liga, it would be even better for our guy. In terms of playtime, it's going to be difficult. It yes. always is as a goalkeeper, especially a foreign one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? If he was good enough to be scouted by Leganes from Southern California, mm-hmm. he's definitely good enough to be starting for the B team at minimum at Rio. Yeah, the game is a lot of competition, though. Yeah, for it, sure. That's why it's patience with him. It's a, go, it's a goalkeeper. It's hard. Like, he, he will not get, like, the opportunities, not only that they will be limited, but the performance will also be uh, dependent on that 90 minutes when he gets that uh, opportunity. He, he needs that sort of experience to build up, but it's going to be limited. Exactly. But look, at the end of the day, let's say, for the next six years, he plays for a couple different clubs, and let's say he finally, finally gets a first team appearance and like 
Portuguese league. Let's just throw it out there because it's close to Spain. At like 28 years old, we would have a solid goalkeeper playing in the first division somewhere in Western Europe that can play as our starting goalkeeper for seven, eight years, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a patience game with with Varajan, for sure. Yep. It's a defensive role. I really encourage the defensive roles throughout the episodes. Uh, I always encourage defensive roles. Uh, this development is really important in, in many ways. It's really important. I agree. Yeah. And, and Vadojan is, of course, a friend of the podcast. He uh, he talks. To, we talk to him sometimes randomly here and there. So hi, Vadojan. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, there's. There's even this Spanish connection because Varujan has been playing in uh, in Spain for a while now, and we know who our coach is. And our coach, Coach Caparros, he has been very uh, vocal about how Tolia Ivazo is has a very bright future ahead of him, and apparently Caparros is very keen on Ivazov and is. He's like assessing him and giving counsel to him. Well, if that replicates with Varujan, and I'm sure that it will, we will have two pretty young goalies that would be under very like wise at uh, counsel with Caparros. You know what? And that's better than we thought we had uh, a couple of years ago when Adam Harapetian was playing every single game and we wanted to claw our eyes out. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have Yoshenko back then either. So. Yeah, which sucked. Uh, uh, but thank God, thank God we have him. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you know what? This is why we love looking at... We love looking at the young ones and we're super encouraging on playing young players. That's why when Kaparos came in, we were even more excited because we knew... You know, you see it. Spertian, Charoyan, Bichakjan, they're getting all getting play time. Bichakjan, of course, not during the World Cup qualifiers, but it's he's creating this inner competition between the youth players, and that's and we're only going to improve and benefit from it. Definitely. Now, and and the, the, the pass, like, between the more experienced players with the inner competition with the younger players, not just doesn't... It doesn't just create a competition within the squad. It actually makes the younger ones learn from the more experienced ones, which didn't really happen back like before Caparros. Yeah, it was there was it was very disconnected. Uh, exactly. But fortunately, things are changing um, for the better. Now, moving on to our final future star of today's episode of set number two. OK, this is a big team. This is a big team. Whoever this is, is a- listening, this is a big team. <laughs> so we have. Uh, I'm just I don't want to upset Armen. We have Hudan, <laughs> otherwise Please. known as let, Garant. Let, let me. Let, I, oh. Oh, no, no. Just, oh. I'll do it. Hudan Mamedova, otherwise okay. known as Grant Leon Mamedova, oh. the 17-year-old midfielder who plays for FC Bayern München. Yes. Who is yes, my the team that I support. So for me, I'm super excited about this one. Armen, what's your disclaimer? His name is Hrant, guys. Uh, we, like for our listeners, you will read Grant or Grant or whatever you read. It's not. That's the, <laughs> that's the the Soviet uh, passport spelling. Grant doesn't exist. It's Hrant misspelled. 
Yes, uh, and and Mamadova is of course a uh, an altered last name. Uh, I believe yeah. his his original surname was different and included an IAN. Uh, but uh, again, we've had previous Armenian national team players like that too, like um, uh, Norair. Norair. Yeah, yeah Norair. I mean, we know all about uh, well Aras Osbil is all the from Western Armenia, Eastern Armenia. If you look at history, that's all native acculturation. Yes, that's how it is. Uh, I'm currently wearing my Bayern Munich shorts, and I'm very excited about this one. So let's get into Hudan <laughs> Mamadova. He is a product of the Hanover Academy, and in 2017, he transferred to the very prestigious Borussia Dortmund Academy. Yeah. After after spending one year at the Signal Iduna Park. He transferred to the Bayern Munich Academy in 2018. Uh, and since then, in the words of Ottoman right here, he activated beast mode. <laughs> he's currently 17 years old. He's playing for the Iron uh, for the Bayern under-19s. Uh, we only have some statistics of him. I know that because of COVID, the under-19 season was uh, put on hold. So he had scored three goals and one assist in three matches, totaling 285 minutes of play. Um and we know that and we're very sure that there are other training and practice matches currently going on that we don't know about. Um, great news. Just from, I think, two weeks ago, he signed a contract extension that's keeping him at Bayern for another two years until June 2023. He is a dual German and Armenian citizen, and he's trained at one point with the Germany under 15s, but he did not play. Now, this guy is potentially going to be very big because recently, you know, I follow a lot of Bayern accounts being a Bayern fan. And we had a, a tier list of the top Bayern Munich products coming in uh, from the Bayern campus. Number one on that list was Jamal Musiala, who we all know now ended up making, uh, he got his first professional contract for Bayern when he turned 18 Mm -hmm. And he is killing it right now. And he just got called. He's getting called up to the Germany national team. So fifth on that list, on that tier list, was was Hurant. So he is very, very much not only a huge interest for Bayern, but also an interest for Armenia. But the question really becomes, when do Armenia approach him? How do Armenia approach him? And what does that offer look like? Anman, what do you think? Um, we could actually think about Hrant mirroring and replicating the experience of Yerchanik Kubazaryan. That's, yeah, that's a name, Yerchanik, that means happy in Armenian. Uh, so, yeah, as everyone knows by now, I love defense and I love defenders and especially Armenian defenders. Yerchanik is actually a defensive midfielder slash defender of all sorts uh, he grew up in germany too he was hamburg uh, youth team's captain for a long time before he was transferred out to a minnow in germany he is currently playing in german lower divisions like erman kulbashian like sako damian did until not long ago and now just look at sako right uh Yerchanik is also playing in the armenian under 21 team with abu what does this mean uh 
if Hrant manages to get some regular playing time, even if loaned out at a minor German uh, league, like the fourth tier division or something like that, it well, would help let me tell you. So where he plays right now, they play in the fourth division. He He's bouncing between the third team and, and Bayern 2, who currently play in the fourth division. Just noting that. See, so Bayern 2 would be a big thing. He, but that's the thing. He already he already pretty much trains and plays with Bayern too, and this contract extension that he just signed uh, guarantees that as well. So I think we I think with a player like him, you aim a lot higher. I think Bundesliga too, he can easily be loaned out to comfortably at his age. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, what do you think as a Bayern fan? As a, like you know the. The locker rooms, you know, the, the the inside of the environment. What would you say? Bayern is known for having their youth products in the first team. And there was a period of time, the period that we were kind of shit, uh, where youth players weren't featuring in the first team. But now we're getting back into the habit of bringing in those youth players. Jamal Musiala is, is by far like the shining example of that. And Musiala is a year older than Hurant. So I'm not saying in a year's time he's going to be on the Bayern first team. I think Musiala was definitely a very large exception. But I do think that Bayern's model of loaning players out to lower division, lower tier Bundesliga sides or Bundesliga two sides for one season, maybe two at most, and then bringing them back and integrating them into the first team, I think we could see that happen with Hrant. Chodens. You know big game football just as much as, you know, Ottoman and I do, if not more. And and you see things a lot differently from the perspectives of a coach. When you're talking about youth development, especially of a player we have here that is playing at such a humongous club, if you're the football federation, how do you approach this? Like, how, how do you try to convince this kid who is, who, is, who is Armenian? I don't know how much convincing he needs, but how do you get a player like this? What do you say to them? Very steadily. That's what I would say very steadily because it, it, it's kind of it, it's kind of like Varujan's uh, case, like we just said before. But the thing is, it doesn't depend only on the player. It depends on his age in a way. I'll give you an example. It, it, it reminds me of uh, one of uh, one of our separate players we have, uh, Grigoris Castanos, who plays for uh, Juventus. He mm. he has been in the team he hasn't fully he has played a few times with the main team he's in the u23 he's always been going out on loan and these kind of things because it's a big club but he's still at the club um but currently he's 23 years old the, the thing that reminds me him with herant uh, is that it will take him some time for sure one and two it's a big club it's gonna it's going to take a lot of time to adapt. It's not something that is urgent. Uh, we also have a lot of midfielders anyway. I'm not saying he's not going to get the call-up. I'm, I'm saying that mm-hmm. it's going to take a, a while until we yeah, see him and- with the uh, Armenian shirt. <laughs> and let's be, let's be real, guys. I mean, once again, uh, it's like his national team allegiance choice is a lot more simpler than we think. I mean, 
if like as I said, going to Yerchan Kubazarian, it was obvious that there's a huge difference between playing for Germany and Armenia. Uh there it's most likely the obvious choice would be Armenia because it's way tougher to make it through in the Mannschaft, you know. The question, in my opinion, lies on how on the, the what we were discussing earlier, how and how could Hrant make his way through the bigger leagues? I steadily. think, yeah, steadily, just like Chanan said, steadily. He needs to stay on the Bayern campus, get loaned out for a couple seasons. Yeah. And w- once he starts playing first team football, whether it be at Bayern or whether it be elsewhere in Germany or in Switzerland uh, or in Belgium or in France or wherever it may be. Yeah. Western Europe. I, I think as long as the guy has his head screwed on, he'll hmm. make it. Because if you're at the Bayern Academy at 17 years old and they just offered you a two-year contract extension and you're already playing with the under-19s two years above your age, (laughs) things are looking pretty good for you. But the only (laughs) big question mark for us here at Football Genton, we're obviously interested in his national team status. And we just don't know. And Yeah, it's not easy to tell now. It's very difficult. I want to be able to comfortably say, yeah, he's high. I said he's going to come play for Armenia, but we don't know that. So mm. it's it's going to be a hope, Definitely. wait and hope type situation. Yeah, and 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 as we were talking with Zakharyan, if he like if he ends up being the superstar of world football, hey, that's that's also like a good uh, PR situation for Armenians. If he becomes the next Jorkaev. Or something, and and wins the World Cup, and then brings cameras to Armenia. That's also good. Yeah, but it's also not Armenia 20 years ago. It's a different Armenia today. But I get, I get That's what you're saying. It's positive attention for sure. Um, yeah. Well, that wraps it up for our future stars set two. Uh, just to go over the players again: Giraj Shahoyan, who currently plays for Adara Armenia, loaned out at Bekma. Eduard Spertian from Krasnodar, Russia. Abov Avetisian for Kisvarda in Hungary, Eric Simonian for Urardu in Armenia, Gor Manvelian from Nantes in Ligue 1, <laughs> Barjan Hobanesian, <laughs> goalkeeper for Rayo Vallecano in Spain, and Hurant or Grant Leon Mamedova of Bayern München. Well, boys, this was fantastic. This is an excellent set of players when we're very excited to be sharing uh, some of these guys with, you know, with everyone out there, especially those who don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure some people are going to discover several new players during this episode. And, of course, that is part of our mission here at Football Gentron. Uh Well, uh, only one thing left, Anmen. We have our Armenian song of the day, your tradition. Uh, this one's a little bit different. Um <laughs> Armin, you want to take it? <laughs> the song is called Amena in Sirdov or Amena in Sirdov with, with all my heart. What does this song mean to you, Adam? Well, this song is okay, it caught my interest for a couple of reasons. One, this song is by an Armenian diasporan named Martin Jorgantz, who uh, was born in Istanbul, 
but raised in Paris. He spent most of his life in France. But the way I came across this song was extremely interesting. So mm -hmm. this guy named Daron Sasunyan, who is an Armenian diaspora from Montebello, California, is has created this compilation of original Armenian music and special mixes from 1971 to 1982, all of Armenian diaspora musicians called Silk Road, Journey of the Armenian Diaspora. So this record is a lot of uh, 70s music, so a lot of funk and psychedelic music, but it's Armenian. So it's exactly what you're thinking. It's that 70s funk psychedelic sound, but with Armenian lyrics and Armenian musical influence. So the song is a mix of the original song that was by Martin Jorgans, uh, and it's so well done. I cannot stress it enough. Someone who doesn't really listen to funk and psychedelic music, um, this is an, an amazing mix of it. Uh, the whole digital album uh, called Silk Road again can be purchased for $9. It's available on iTunes. They had limited edition vinyls pressed but they got sold out like super quickly and i was kind of upset because i really wanted one uh but i'm, I'm probably going to try to buy it secondhand um so it's an amazing song it's a great mix it's a fantastic project by an armenian diasporan who is you know just like us attempting mm -hmm. to preserve armenian culture and this guy flew mm -hmm. i read an article this guy literally flew all around the world to find this music these like super obscure Armenian artists from the diaspora, from random record shops in Burj Hamoud to like South America to France, he went everywhere. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Amenain Serdov by Martin Jorgans. It's called the Detu Koye Fundito. Cool, cool. Detu Koye. Detu Koye. I see. I, I can't do that. <laughs> you murdered friends. I murdered That's friends. It. <laughs> well, they put the white flag up pretty easily. Rest in, uh, rest in peace, friend. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, thank you Keep for joining me today. Keep yeah. on supporting. Uh, take, please stick around and listen to this song. This has been Football Gentron. And, Tebi uh, Tebi thank you. Check Charent. out the players. <laughs> Check out the players. Follow all them on social media. We'll try to have their social media stuff linked below. Uh, and uh, stick stick around for Aminine Sirdov. All right, this has been Football Gentron. Peace. <laughs>